All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number seven of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Brock Segan, and with me today, of course, are my two co-hosts. We've got Dylan D. Berthew. How's it going, Dylan? How's it going, Brock? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And Michael Biebs Bondi, who actually is the reason that we're recording so late today. We usually like to record around 4 o'clock, but Biebs was running a little late today. <laughs> Biebs, why don't you tell us why you were so late? Yeah, it was actually a pretty, pretty ridiculous um, uh, thing. So, so um, I'm kind of, I, I work out every once in a while, I like to think. Um, so I always like to uh, go Jesus. before the podcast because um, because I want to, you know, look good because we don't have any cameras looking at us, right? So that makes total <laughs> sense. But um, basically I walked in the gym today uh, just about about 3 o'clock and uh, go to grab my first weight and all I hear is just a big bang and it's like, oh, okay, someone dropped something or something or someone's just like, you know, just being reckless, which is pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty ridiculous in the gym. And oh, I got to mention, I I do work at this gym as well. So, um, so I, whatever, looking around, and all of a sudden, some guy comes stumbling in, and he's just like, hey, am I bleeding? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> half his face was just covered in blood. I mean, it's not something to Jeez. laugh about, um, but, uh, but like, it Definitely. was a lot worse. It looked a lot worse than Pretty it actually funny. was because of how much the face does bleed. But <laughs> I spent, like, an hour taking care of this guy. Yeah. What actually happened was he was uh, – he, uh, just, uh, one of the machines, um, one of the, uh, rowing machines actually, uh, he was using it the wrong way and it came off the wall and just smacked <laughs> him on the head. So it just looked it. like really bad and, uh, the way he kind of stumbled in, but, uh, 
we got him we got him in the hospital and figured it out but uh that definitely delayed me getting here so yeah I that's why I, that's why i just don't go to the gym that's why i just stay away from yeah. The gym. <laughs> yeah it's a pretty dangerous place well so shout out to that uh, guy if he's listening yeah he was he was a super good sport about it like the whole time he was just making jokes and stuff so it's like well at least you're like having a good time here because was he like our age like mid-20s yeah yeah he was a younger guy um i think he might have even been like 18 or 19 so i felt kind of bad because it seemed like he uh he wasn't there too often, so it was like, oh, crap. Like, you don't want to see that happen. He might never come back. <laughs> oh, Probably just so embarrassed, too. But yeah. Maybe a little gun-shy, too, after that. Yeah, for sure, but that's definitely That's the last time he used the rowing that. machine, for sure. Oh, yeah, he's staying away from anywhere in that room. Um, yeah, but definitely yeah. just grabbing a canoe next time. <laughs> Going out on the water. Watch out there, too, though. Oh, man. All right, well, that's you know what? That's a pretty reasonable um, reason, I guess, to, to be late this this fine day, at least you yeah. took care of the kid. You're a you're a hero in his books. I did my best, so you know maybe you'll listen and to the podcast because of it. Kind of in our books, yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> Just means kidding. a lot. That's what I what? do this for. Why don't we before we obviously jump into uh, fantasy hockey talk? Why don't we just talk about one of the you know big kind of topics in the NHL uh, going right now, which is obviously the. Um, the NHL is focusing on maybe trying to get more goal scoring back in the NHL. It's dropped off pretty considerably over the last couple of years. So they're talking about either A, making the goalies pads smaller, or B, making the nets bigger. And to me, I just think, I think the nets thing, like making the nets bigger is just a horrible, horrible <laughs> idea. I just, I, like, I think it just ruins the game. Like they always, like they talk about how the NFL makes all these rule changes and constantly adapts, but like they don't mess with the equipment. Like the nets is like the whole structure and integrity of the game like just like make that bigger just seems outrageous to me no yeah, yeah. totally it's like where are goalies gonna find themselves like i feel like it's gonna throw them off like they've played their whole lives like like a lot of them 30 years like in like one net and then all of a sudden there's just like new angles and new things they have to worry about i don't i don't, I don't know it just seems unnecessary to me like I, there's kind of just always this stigma that a low scoring hockey means uh not entertaining boring game right which is obviously not always the case and i think a lot of hockey fans realize that so obviously this is an effort to grow the game beyond what they have so far um I, 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 I hate it to be honest. Like, yeah, to fundamentally change something like that, like you say, Brock is, you know, and I, I mean, they already have the limitations. They've made some the last. I think the last CBA there was uh, some new stuff about the equipment. You don't have the JS Jagers anymore with no. the <laughs> sixty-inch pads. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of to me uh, just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, that's the word for sure. I agree. <laughs> Like, I'm in the same boat as you, too. Like, sometimes a 2-1 hockey game is still extremely exciting. And then you look, like, the other day I was literally reading about how they want to make the Nets bigger and blah, blah, blah. And I look down on my phone, and it's like, oh, Nashville, 6-5 over, or 7-5 over Ottawa. I was like, oh, yeah, they really need to make the Nets bigger. Here we Yeah, have like, Pecker. imagine the Nets bigger there. It's just like, oh, Nashville, 14-10 over yeah, so-and-so. Like, yeah. yeah. Also, both goalies have no confidence to go out for the next game kind of thing. All, all, <laughs> yeah, of, a, all I mean, of a sudden, I, like, a three goals against average is just, like, the tops in the league. Yeah, for, <laughs> some, for real. some goalies, like Mike Smith's just carrying, like, a 11 goals against average. <laughs> John, Sorry, he gets torched. Just, he gets torched yeah. on this show. Poor guy. But <laughs> this God, is, like, uh, and like think about playoff hockey like it's like that's so fun to watch and they're low they're always low scoring games and and you got to think that 
if they make the nets bigger or or they play on a bigger ice surface or whatever they end up deciding to do, it's just going to make these teams who who don't have superstars just that much worse, right? Like think about Alex Ovechkin on a bigger net. Like that's not oh, God, not that's even fair. terrifying. Yeah. yeah, think of like the holes that Stamkos is finding with his shots right now. Like it just becomes bigger. Like that those type of guys are just going to take over. Yeah, it puts teams like like New Jersey in an even bigger hole. Like they already don't have uh, they already <laughs> Apparently don't have a superstar not, to speak but... of. Yeah. Hey, but Camilleri, superstar in my books, dude. <laughs> oh God, but like, I don't know. Superstar. I just I hate it. I just I think it's super ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely not new though, right? Like this is something the NHL has basically been worried about for the last fifteen, twenty years, maybe even longer before that. Ever since the the Wings killed the NHL for a few years with the grind line. Yeah, but they're always worried about the lack of scoring in the league. I, the only thing they've ever really done that's over that time that's been actually effective is after the first lockout in what oh three or oh four whatever i think it was oh four and they started to uh really crack down on the obstruction calls that they were letting go before um it led to a lot more power plays obviously that first year but the thing is players adjust right like and they stop making those plays and that's gonna happen so unless it's something fundamental because we we saw how it went up after that year and it's actually dropped back down below to i think even lower than what it was before so Or even, like, know. the two-line pass thing. Like, think of when they took that out. Like, yeah, that, that was, was such big. a big deal. I can't believe that cool. used to be a rule. Oh, so it's the it's crazy rule. to think but about yeah, it. less breakaway passes, for sure. <laughs> I remember getting called for that back in the day, and it was the worst. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, so annoying. Yeah, dude. and then now you think about it, it's like, hey, imagine, like, if we couldn't do a sweet, like, breakout pass like that. Like that Yeah, now yeah. it's just like, the, like, everybody looks at the guy who can do that as just this unbelievable defenseman, like, puck-moving yeah. defenseman, and back in the day, it's like, well, we could have done that. It was just totally illegal. I remember in uh, 2002, the Olympics, uh, the first game when Joseph was playing against Sweden, and they lost, I think it was like 5-2 in the first round Robin game, Canada versus Sweden. And uh, Sundin scored on a breakaway, and I remember just like being mad that it was like a, it was like a huge breakout pass off a penalty, and it was like, at the time, wouldn't have been legit in the NHL because yeah. it was from the own zone to the neutral zone. It was over two lines. So it was pretty funny, though. Like, that, that whole rule kind of just... It's funny to remember, like, back in the day, we'd be playing, like, NHL video games or whatever, and you'd always have to, like, go in and turn two-line passes off <laughs> yeah. so you could, yeah, wouldn't get called joke. for that. While you're at it, you just took offsides <laughs> off. <laughs> Penalties, yeah, just did it all. For sure. yeah. <laughs> all right, but that's enough about just how ridiculous the NHL can be sometimes because they want more scoring. I still think it's a fun game to watch. Imagine how fun fantasy would be, though, if they just oh, made, <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. we got 80, 80 goal scorers again. It'd be kind of nice because, like, in ways, like, guys would branch off from, like, elite to, like, guys who are just good. Because right now we have, like, the 80-point scorers plus, like, the 60-point scorers, and they're kind of, like, there's a fuzzy point area between. Like, we'd have, like, 140-point scores and then 100, and then, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd just be better, like, bars for us to be able to tell for trade bait and whatnot. Yeah. I, I think the, the pads is the way to go. Like, make the pads yeah, small. Yeah, I agree. A little bit harder on the goalies, but don't make the nets just like bigger because then you got to change it all over the world, like or like all over like Canada and and, and United States. You got to every arena, like kids have to start playing in bigger nets, and it's just yeah. I'd imagine eventually the goalies would adjust too, though. Like I don't think the only thing that would really probably result in like a long term change might be something as fundamentally changing as changing the size of the net, which I don't think a lot of people are on board for. No, No, not at all. It's definitely... It seems like these kind of issues that they bring up usually take, like... Like, the first go-around they have with these rules or rule changes, like, they never happen right away. It's always something that ends up getting revisited in a couple years or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like the fighting debate, right? Like, like it's been a debate 
and the like, icing was not for that a few much years has before. happened yeah three on three overtime they talk oh, about that like yeah. it all just kind of takes a couple years so i guess we probably won't be looking at it for another couple years hopefully i still think it's a horrible idea but we're already 10 minutes into this so let's get into some fancy hockey um let's talk about some guys that we should maybe not like 100% be dropping right this second but guys that are borderline like droppable and like obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of players that are considered droppable on your fantasy team and we're not going to obviously talk about them we're going to talk about the <laughs> players that you drafted reasonably high that are just drastically underperforming right now that it's it's getting to the point where you're like oh my god I've got to you know cut ties with this guy so uh D we'll start with you who are you like you know basically ready to drop right now uh, I'm looking at Marion Gabrick right now, unfortunately for Gabo. Uh, he's had a really slow start to the year, and a lot of it hasn't really been all his fault. He's got a lot of bad luck. His PDO is sitting around 91, which is really low. His personal shooting percentage is about 3.25, which is super low, especially for him. Um, and unfortunately, it's starting to affect his playing time. He got bumped down to the third line the other night uh, with Nick Shore and Dustin Brown. Mm. I think he was back up on the first line the next Yeah, game, yesterday. Though, he, he practiced yesterday on the top line. Yeah, he's definitely but... wavering confidence in him right now, unfortunately for him. And he's not getting the power play time. And the thing about Gabrick is he's just not the same player anymore. And that really shows... Uh, but he still has his offensive touch, right? So he still comes out on the power play. He had 27 goals last year and 20 assists. And 11 of his goals came on the power play. So if he's not getting that power play time, it's really going to limit his uh, production and his fantasy potential moving forward. So I think if there's a, I think if you've been waiting on Gabrick for him to turn it around, uh, the situation's really not getting any better for him, unfortunately. Because like I said, it's not he still has some decent underlying possession numbers, um, but the goal pucks just aren't going in for him right now. The one thing with uh, with Gabrick too is he's always been a like an injury risk. So even when you did draft him, you were, there was always like some concern about yeah. will he stay healthy? Yeah, especially and, early on in, in his uh, career. Yeah, and then like, even, and then when you look at his numbers, like recently, like, I have him pulled up right now. Like he had forty-one goals in two thousand eleven, and then he kind of bounced around from like the Rangers to Columbus to the Kings. But he's really not put together like a crazy good season. Like obviously, twenty-seven goals last year is uh, is solid. But then when you look at even just only twenty assists, and that's twenty assists while playing in the top six on a great Kings team. Like, you'd expect yeah. some more some more helpers out of him. And then I know this year I had him projected, I think, for almost the same type of year as he as he did last year. And I had him ranked pretty low. But to see him come out with only a goal and an assist in the first 15 games is obviously uh, way, way under expectation. So. Yeah, he's one of those guys where, like, you get tied to the name. And, like, Gabrick's been, like, kind of like a name that's been successful for, say, the past 10 years, like, before i mean two years ago and you always just kind of knew you could go to him for points and stuff but he's just not really that guy anymore i think yeah, he's and, definitely lost a step which i think like i said has hurt him at five on five and uh it like i said it is unfortunate for him because he still does an above average job of producing shooting attempts even on the kings but he, he just needs that power play time and if as long as the puck's not going in he's not going to get it They're too deep uh offensively that kings team so. yeah like when you look to like when he came into the league, obviously he was just an absolute stud, right? Like just a lock for thirty goals every year. And, yeah, and, if he was but, healthy, that was the big yeah. thing early on. And then now he's just yeah, he's fallen on you know some some you know thirty three years old. He's getting up there in age, and th- that Kings team has never really been one that's been like a crazy high scoring team. Yeah, right? They're just, they went like, on defense and goaltending. Like I'm looking at it right now in the last three years, so since 2013. Um, the Kings ranked 25th overall in goal scoring, 
and first in goals against. So, like they're not a team that gives or that you know has a ton of offense. So that obviously kind of limits his uh, overall production as a whole. And then when he's even getting bumped down behind you know some of these younger guys, then it limits his production almost to nothing, right? Yeah. So, I yeah he's you know thankfully I I, uh, I avoided him in all my pools this year. But if I would have drafted him, there I don't know if he'd still be on my squad. <laughs> I do not I'm trying think to, so. uh, yeah. I'm just trying to pull up what his uh, own is owners percentages right now in Yahoo. I think it's at about 45, and it's been dropping. Okay, well, while you look that up, we'll go, uh, Beeps. Who are you dropping right now? Oh, okay. So I decided to kind of attack someone that I, I've always, well, at least this year, thought was like way, way overrated, and I thought they made way too much a stink about him last year. Um, he's currently wearing the captain in Columbus, and uh, he got ripped into pretty hard today. It's Nick Foligno. Um, Nick Foligno was, uh, at the beginning of the year, he's ranked 40th overall out of all players, which, I mean, at the time, I, I can't believe I didn't see it off our first podcast. I would have called him as a total bust. But um, uh, I did also kind of like where he was at in the lineup, but he's not even playing on the power play anymore. Um, the guy has six points uh, this year. He's a minus 11, and Torts really doesn't like his style right now. Um, they, uh, he was interviewed yesterday about it and had some pretty uh, some pretty negative comments towards uh, towards Felino's play recently and said he kind of has to start being a captain out there. Um, so if Torts doesn't like him, you know what that means. Uh, that could be bad, really bad for fantasy. Um, like I said, he's not even touching the power play right now. Um, he does play first-line minutes, but uh, but um, it's looking like there's a couple young guys who uh, would willingly and should maybe deservingly take a spot up on the first line. Um, another thing about him that we should kind of realize is the guy's never put up more than 47 points in a year or more than 18 goals in a year before last year. Um, so last year looked great. He had 73 and 79 games, but he just averages show that he's not going to produce that way every single year. Um, and I think this year it's it's really showing. I don't think that coming into this season that there is really a more obvious case for regression than, yep. than Nick Foligno. Like he was, yeah, we definitely did call it out on the oh, first yeah, episode. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was like the poster boy for, for regression. Like yeah, I, it was honestly almost too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And the one thing, it seems like that... Um, Torts is still kind of you know figuring his way through this Blue Jacks Blue Jackets lineup. Um, he's been shuffling the lines you know with some pretty some, with some regularity. Yeah. So Felino has gone anywhere from the first to the second to the third line, then back to the first, and it almost seems like that maybe this year Boone Jenner is like last year's Nick Felino. Like I yeah. think Jenner's got eight goals right now, so he's the one that's more um, picking up the the slack for Felino. And Felino is just, yeah, again, basically just right back where we started with him at this time last year, just a guy that's <laughs> on the waiver wire, and you probably shouldn't, uh, you should own him. And whenever, yeah. like, fantasy value... Or at least trade him for something. Like, if people yeah. still have some value in him, that'd be pretty cool to get something decent for him. Yeah, yeah and, like, running out for that, the one though, thing, too, is Ryan Johansson's struggling, and that's just, like, he's the catalyst on that team, right? So when mm-hmm. he's not going at 100%, then the guys playing with him, like, aside from Jenner, who's been crazy good... Felino doesn't really have Booner. Yeah, doesn't have any value next to uh, Johansson right now. So Felino, I mean, like I said, I don't think I had him projected for even over fifty points. Like he, there couldn't have been a more. He was a poster boy for regression. But <laughs> no, uh, I think we expected uh, Saad to come in and take a lot of that opportunity that he was getting to, which yeah, has happened to some exactly. Degree. And yeah, I, I just can't wait for them to put Saad back up with Johansson, like, and that Johansson to kind of you know start getting going because. It's it's been ugly. Like I know I drafted 
either Saad or Johansson in like all of my leagues. Yeah. And with the with the intention of drafting or trading for the other one and getting that combo together, where now I'm well, almost they were sick, I'm almost they were doing really well together too. Oh yeah. And the, but like now I'm almost at the spot where I want to trade the one that I've got to the guy who has Johansson or side and let them deal with that duo and me kind of go <laughs> elsewhere. But um, b- uh, before I name the guy I would be looking at dropping right now, D, did you end up finding what Gabo's? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I was is? right. It was a forty-five percent right now. So. so yeah, he's already been on the decline. I know I've yeah, he's I've been plummeting. I fielded a, a lot of questions in the first couple weeks of the season or like last couple weeks of the season sorry and like what yeah. do i do with gabrick what do i do i'm like oh god he's <laughs> got a goal i'd be like see you later and if he, if he scores yeah. you know goals in back-to-back games then go back while he's hot but yeah. it's ugly let him go um i think another <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome i think another guy that was almost if uh if felino wasn't the poster boy for regression this season <laughs> uh dennis weidman would have been Right beside him. Yeah. Like, Weidman, 56 points last year, 15 goals, 41 assists. Like, poof. Those are, I, those are gaudy numbers. So dirty. And you know what? Yeah. Like, I, we talked about it in one of the first couple episodes that we really did like the Flames coming into the season just because, like, that blue line did a lot of good things last year. And we were kind of expecting them to do that, do it again. And it's not been the case whatsoever. Like, Weidman yeah. and Russell have been really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And it sucks for Russell because. Had last year been a contract year for him, he would have got paid extremely, extremely well this summer. But now this year is the contract year for him, and he's yeah, playing terrible. The so, yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes. But Weidman's only got six assists in 16 games this year. Um, he's just a guy that, like, I think was, you know, way overdrafted. And you almost, he might be even more of, like, just a guy you just try to trade right now rather than drop just because people might just think, like, oh, man, this guy had 50, almost 60 points last year. But... Throughout his throughout his career, he's been more of like a thirty mid thirties point guy than fifties. So, um, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be holding on to the the hope that Weidman's really going to bust out. The only no, thing he does, sorry, D. The only thing he does have going for him is he still leads like all their defensemen in power play time, which is obviously yeah, that's pretty the, valuable. That's the only thing I was going to say. Yeah. So I mean, um, at least like they're having given up hope for him on the blue line. But I mean, it, it could only be a matter of time. Like when you look at the rest of the weapons they have, that that can yeah. replace him. Because they have Geo and uh, Brody split right now, right on the power play, anyway. yeah. And uh, and Hamilton's yeah, there too. You, like, they, like he doesn't. Have, it's not you like would th- you would think eventually. Yeah, it's gonna come out. Although he, that is definitely the best aspect of his game, right? He's, yeah, like they're not gonna ever just like completely cut him out of the power play. But if like if Brody then or Giordano, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, just might as well just cut him out of the league. Like put England yeah. back in the lineup. But <laughs> like he's he's always not gonna cut out totally. But if he drops that second unit, like then his value just is you know it's not there. No, yeah. But so, all right. So, what are we at here? Twenty minutes. So, let's go to a couple guys. Um, we'll do some waiver wire pickups after the break. But let's each just name one of our waiver wire pickups and talk about them real quickly before we uh, throw it to the blue stones. Uh, we'll go back to you stones. again. <laughs> we'll go back to you again, Dylan. Who uh, are you targeting on the waiver wire this week? Um, I'll go with Sam Bennett right now. Um, after a slow start, Bennett's really uh, starting to heat up. Eight points in his last seven games. And uh, including a beauty against Pittsburgh on Saturday night. Yeah, was that was nice. That, that was, was very nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. That's up there so far. Um, so this guy was a fourth overall pick in 2014, uh, holding it down on the second line right now. Starting to get that opportunity that we like to see with those uh, young, skilled guys coming into the league. Really his uh, first opportunity at some extended minutes. Um, 
and he's been rewarded for his production of late, which is good to see. His uh, I know I was trying to average out the minutes, but over the last uh, seven games or so since this hot streak started, he's actually been trending up more towards about 18, 17 minutes, whereas before he was around 12 minutes a game. So it's really good to see a young guy like that getting rewarded for his play. Uh, makes me think there's some potential for that to continue down the road because there's definitely uh, still a chance to take more power play time on that team for him. I don't think he's on the first unit right now. No. But they definitely got to be happy with what they're getting from their second line right now. Froelich, Backlund, and uh, Bennett have all been really good. And, uh, yeah, so I definitely think he's got all the talent and skill in the world, so you can't ignore a hot streak like this from a guy. I think if you have the spot, he's definitely a guy worth taking a flyer on right now. Yeah, he was uh, – I, I would have him ranked um, towards the top, especially like coming into yeah, the season. Yeah, he's only at uh, – sorry, he's only at 16% on Yahoo right now too, so he's super low. Probably available in your own league. Like, yeah. they literally call him, like, Dougie Hamilton, or not Dougie Hamilton, Dougie Gilmore 2.0. Like, he, he plays just like him. He wears the same number. Dougie called him, like, a twin of himself, basically. And um, the only thing that I would, like, like you would like to see more out of uh, of Bennett is more shots, right? Like, I mean, he's only got 19 shots in 15 games. So, the more, yeah. once he starts shooting more, he'll continue to find the back of the net. And I think he's a staple in that top six right now. Like, I don't think he's going anywhere. They're not going to bump up any of those Me other. Neither, now. And, like, he's shifted a little bit from winger to center, winger to center. They finally, um, Backlund's finally out of the doghouse there and is now centering that line with Bennett on the wing. And I think that's the best case scenario. He's got a couple nice veterans on, uh, on his line with him. And, yeah, he's been hot as of late and... I he's would. good. Yeah, he's great. I love watching him. Yeah, he's still he was, working his way into the NHL too. Like this is you yeah, he's think, getting like, bigger and stronger. Yeah, like I said, this is really his first uh, extended opportunity, and it is really nice to see. Because uh, a lot of times you look at a guy and he's got like whatever, he's off to a nice little streak, but he's still playing on the third line and he's still not getting any power play time. It's that's kind of more considered an anomaly, right? Like it's probably not going to continue. But when you see a guy with minutes going up with the production, and you know you. From a fantasy perspective, you need the coach on your side with decisions like this. So yeah, it's, uh, for sure. yeah, really it helps do. his case for sure. It's funny. This year kind of seems like more more than ever we've had these young kid, kids come into the league and you know kind of land top six roles where before it was more they had to come in on the fourth or third line and work their way up. But now we've got like Bennett in the top six, Ehlers in the top six, Larkin, um, yeah, Eichel, uh, McDavid, all these Panarin. kids coming in, Panner and coming in. They're just right on the top six. And they're producing, and I yeah. think that's the way to go. Like that's almost with a young kid, you need to put him in a in a situation to succeed, so that like he can score goals. If you, if a kid who has been dominating yeah. all his career in juniors, and then he comes to the NHL and he's getting eight minutes a night and he's not scoring, the kid's gonna have no confidence whatsoever. So putting him with the veterans and letting him you know find the back of the net here and there is obviously gonna go a long way. But uh, Beebs, we'll go to you quickly. Who are you targeting this week? Um, so I had kind of two that I want to go with, but the one I just want to mention super quick, Kyle Palmieri, we'll go back to him later, but uh, this one's kind of obvious um, over, I, I, if, if you haven't seen what this guy's doing, um, this is Leon uh, Drysaddle, if you haven't seen what he's doing uh, since he's been called up, then you should probably start paying attention um, yeah, in your leagues, yeah, because he has absolutely torn up everything he's touched, um, he's kind of like, everyone was worried when McDavid went down that, uh, about McDavid, but it's kind of opened up an opportunity for, um, Leon Dreisaitl to take a spot on the first line. Um, and then he's on the second power play as well, which, uh, so he's kind of getting the, he's getting the time while McDavid's out. So he's definitely someone to pick up, uh, 
for the future. Um, he's not very much owned. I think he's 33% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. So uh, if you're in a league where people are kind of slow to guys like this and, and, and only hit the points button, he won't really show up at the top quite yet. So grab him before he does. Um, but he has 10 points in six games. That's what I wanted to mention. Um, yeah. So four goals, six assists, plus five in Edmonton. Um, the guy yeah, looks great. Ta- yeah, we yeah, talked, talked about, about it uh, last week. Yep. And I remember the one, like we were talking about how much the McDavid injury sucked and everything. And, what it means for everyone at Edmonton, and I think we agreed that the only one that the really situation benefited, really benefited yeah. Yeah. was Drysaitel because he moved into that number one center spot. He kind of we I didn't see it he, coming. I'll tell you that. No, like, he I had don't think a lot game, of people did. Had, the first two games playing that spot, I think he kind of put up a couple of goose eggs, and then he had three points the other night, right? So, yeah. No, first, yeah. Well, yeah. No, first yeah. couple he absolutely killed it, and then the last couple. No, but first couple. Uh, no, no, no. McDavid first couple. Out, yeah. Oh, with McDavid out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. But yeah, well, people kind of started to. I know even myself. I watched him have the minus two game against Chicago the other night um and i got a little bit worried like is he back down and uh he, he had no no points like is he gonna is he gonna start struggling again go back yeah. to like last year's kind of leon uh dry cell that we kind of got used to um and then last night he comes out again puts up three points the plus three plays almost 19 minutes it's like honestly okay, yeah like taylor hall is getting real. to the level right now where anyone that's playing with him deserves a, sm- a fantasy absolutely yeah, and yeah. you consider the skill that dry himself has so yeah, yeah. Totally. I was high on this Oilers team coming into this year. I had, like you guys know, I had McDavid top ten. I had Hall top twelve. I think like I I love both of the uh, both of them. This team's great. Tons of scoring opportunity for Drysaddle. Um, I was sitting watching the game on Sunday in Chicago uh, with one of my buddies, and he had a, a you know pretty close lead. Um, in his league, and he was playing against uh, Dreisaitl, and he was just sitting there watching him. He's like, oh my God, like, does this guy ever leave the ice? Yeah, yeah, like, 20 minutes like, that just, game. He, it was like, crazy. Almost 19 minutes, and he just didn't leave the ice. Like, every single time, my buddy's sitting on the edge of his seat, like, oh, my God, he's going to score? He's going to score? Like, the kid's got all the opportunity in the world. Yeah, he looks right good. Now. And, and, he, he, does, and he, he's he got a kind of man body, too, which is oh, the it's difference huge. between him and uh, a lot of these young guys that come in. Like, this man guy's... Bod. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Not man Not the dad bod, bod, the man bod. This is a man bod. Or the for, man bun. For the man bod. <laughs> he does have a pretty man bunish looking haircut but it's not that long but anyways um that's not man what we're talking about um so uh he's only 20 and yeah like i said he's got a man bun like the guy keep can your make... eyes out in 2016 for a dry saddle man bun <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so like it's on the definitely grab him before uh before he's gone you're not gonna regret it especially in a keeper league he's gonna be there a long time and he's gonna have a lot of success uh in that organization i think yeah or we he... talked about it i think right when he Last got called week, up yeah. he was just like He's here to stay now. Like he's proven yeah. he's an NHLer. Same with Darnell Nurse. But excuse me, I'm gonna go to my pickups here. Um, the one guy I'm targeting. I can't believe. I know his his own percentage probably dropped when he got injured. But Alexander Barkov, uh, return to practice today, which is Thursday. He's expected to maybe play over the weekend, if not next week. He had a great start to the year. He was uh, three goals, three assists in his first seven games. Plays with Yager, who's just a beauty. And they just love each other. Like he loves playing with Yager, and uh, Yager loves playing with him. I had him kind of as like a third. <laughs> they don't like love each other. Come on. I had no, him I... as a. What? I'm trying to what? get. I'm trying to get through this quickly. You guys are making me laugh. Come on. Sorry. Well, you're no. saying funny stuff. <laughs> Sorry, dude. But no, I had him kind of coming into this year as like a 30-30 potential, um, and then he just busted out of the gate, and I'm like, oh yeah, look at it, look at me go, and then he got injured. Now he's gonna be back and. Playing on that top line in, in Florida, and I think Florida's a really underrated team. Uh, so if he's only 22% owned, then he's probably available in, in, in your league. And 
if he's coming back next week, he's somebody to target. And then one of his line mates yeah. as well, I just want to touch on briefly, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, uh, also tremendously gifted. He's just owning 49% of leagues. He's right. off to a slow start. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he doesn't have a goal yet. He has seven apples, but he doesn't have a goal yet. So I think yeah. the return of Barkoff will definitely help Huberto, and he's somebody else I would take a quick look at as well. But uh, let's get to the break, and then after the break, we'll give you guys a couple more waiver wire pickups. Of course, um, everybody's favorite part, when Dylan throws it to me for the injury report. <laughs> and then, of course, we'll get to your guys' Twitter questions and talk about uh, this week's DraftKings competi- competition, which uh, we've kind of switched it up a little bit for this week. But uh, don't think I'm going to let anybody forget that we're going to talk about last week's DraftKings contest as well. (laughs) So, anyways, let's start rolling with the punches and throw it out to the Blue Stones. Stones. Episode 7 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. As always, we hope you enjoyed that sweet, sweet lick by the Blue Stones. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, where I toss it off to Brock with Injury Report. Take it away, Brock! Alright, thank you, Dylan. Okay, so we're going to start with some good news for my Red Wings. What are we laughing about now? Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> it's like so legit. No, I mean, just... All right. Sorry, thank, just thanks, all right. D. Thanks, yeah, D. Go. I appreciate it. Be a little more easy about it. <laughs> All right, we'll start uh, in Detroit with where uh, my Red Wings are expecting to get Pavel Datsuk back from uh, his off-season ankle surgery. Tomorrow would be obviously his season debut. He's expected to skate on the top line with Henrik Zetterberg. And Justin, I just signed a ridiculous seven-year <laughs> extension. Abdicated. I don't want to talk in. about it. It was horrible. Although not it's as terrible. bad as Clarkson and Bickle. I saw that all it's, day. It was just like it was. E- it's up there. Oh, I definitely, it, it, I definitely it, think it's, it's up there. Him. Like it might be up there eventually. It's not up there yet. At least like the Leafs were driven crazy by the fact that he was being heavily um, pursued by everybody else. Yeah, he was on the market. I mean, I don't see the necessity of signing Albuquerque to a seven. No, it makes deal. no sense. I was hearing like four years last week, and I thought that was crazy. Four years would have been totally acceptable. Like that makes sense. But he's like. That's but he's like, oh, like, I get to retire in Detroit now. It's like, dude, you could have retired with a four-year contract. You don't need a seven-year deal. <laughs> like, to, to pay that guy 4.5 until he's 36 just blows my mind. It's crazy, dude. He's going to be terrible. Like, sucks. We're talking about how he's pretty decent this dude, year. Dude, he's not even that. Like, he's played well, but he's not no. producing. He had, he had a had good a, start. He only has seven points. Yeah, now. dude, he had a hat trick and then a yeah. goal in his second game. So he had, like, I think five points in his first two games, and then he has two points in his last, like, 13 games. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it sucks, dude. This is gonna be like a case of uh, a depth guy 
who's just like plugging up your cap. Yeah, it'll ha- years. even though it's not that big of a cap hit, it's just no, the turn that yeah. kills you. But you know what? Like we've been dealing with like Franzen's sh- shitty contract too for a while. So I mean, it's not hard to make it over. I, at least Franzen was a bit more warranted. Oh yeah, totally warranted. But it's just like really good. It just seasons. sucks that he got injured. Like I mean, it, it, it's not a hard like a big hurdle to make it over one bad contract. Mm-hmm. But if like they start getting these other terrible contracts, just seven years though. Why? Oh, just like, you, you. I just don't get it, dude. You think Albuquerque would be blown away by like a five-year yeah. deal? It's bull because wasn't Detroit like known where too for being like the guys who do not throw out those big like yep. long contracts, and this happens. But he just like yeah, like he he hadn't scored over ten goals before last year. Then last year he gets like twenty three, and then boom, hey, seven years. But anyways, how old is this guy? Like thir- thir- twenty nine right now? Hmm? Twenty eight. Twenty nine right yeah, now. Twenty nine. I think in February okay. or something. I saw today. But yeah, he'll be thirty six when the contract's up. It's horrible. Question about Datsuk though. What does it mean for um for your boy Larkin out there? Centering the second line with Nyquist and Tatar. Otherwise, yeah, just, known, just for otherwise fantasy known as purpose the for few... other people. I mean, I'm gonna keep him, but just oh yeah, keep him for sure, dude. He's playing with Nyquist and Tatar, like yeah. our our leading goal scorers. Oh yeah, he's that's otherwise known as the future line. Yep, I would say as Anyways. it should be. And Albuquerque. Yeah, well, he's playing with. He... There's the court. He's, he's playing <laughs> at the top with uh, Zetterberg. Yeah, he's yeah, moving. He's moving the piano the for Datsuk. <laughs> Because the future is seven yeah. years, dude. But anyways, back to the injury report. I, I would I would never sign a piano mover to a seven-year deal. But Me anyway, either. I would never sign a piano mover to any deal. <laughs> Hiller. No, because, I mean, piano could crush yeah. him tomorrow. Or a canoe thing. Rowing uh, yeah. equipment could crush him. Who knows? <laughs> Rowing, Rowing machine will get you. All right, but anyways, Jonas Hiller, who's been out with a hip injury, is expected to miss an additional seven to ten days, but he's progressing well. Uh, Kari yeah, Ramos, need him back there. Yeah, Kari Ramos apparently just... They keep starting him. He keeps winning, even though he's given up like three goals per game. So apparently, he's doing his job. Uh, Semyon Varlamov. Wow, that was bad. Semyon Varlamov. Varlamov. <laughs> who is uh, basically the backup goalie? So I don't even know why I'm reading this. He's day to day with a groin injury. <laughs> he's the starting Ouch. goalie. I know. Stop. I'm just messing with you, Pete. <laughs> he's. Oh, uh, I just have to defend my case. He's day to day with a groin injury. So Red Obera will well. Would have already started Thursday by the time you guys hear this. Calvin Pickard's been recalled uh, to basically serve as Bears backup. He could play if Varlamov misses an extended period of time. Yeah, someone which, to keep an eye on in keeper leagues. Well, yeah, and especially just like because Varlamov, he had a groin last year. He's got a groin injury again this year. Those are those are lingerers when you're a goaltender. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, uh, Barkov is expected to resume skating. Or sorry, he resumes practice on Thursday. He's expected to potentially return. Um, this weekend, if not this week, look for him to be back early next week. And then the two biggest injuries, we've got Duncan Keith, who basically just pulled a, uh, um, what's his name there, Eric Carlson type of recovery, but this time it was from a knee injury. He could play this weekend somehow. That's that's crazy. He returned extremely fast, and uh, yeah, he's supposed to be back this weekend, so we'll see what happens there. They're also supposed to get Michael Roseball back uh, relatively soon as well. So, yeah, that, uh, that blue line's about to get a little bit better. <laughs> and then, uh, arguably the biggest news, uh, Carey Price, who doesn't need surgery, he, he went for a second opinion earlier in the week, which kind of started raising some red flags. Everyone's like, oh, yep. God, like this is going to be bad. Um, but the second opinion turned out to be the exact same as the first opinion, and he's expected to miss one more week. Um, who knows if that's totally, totally accurate, but at least he's not out long term. Yeah, that was a huge worry. Oh, people were freaking. Yeah, I had a lot of leagues that, well, not a lot, but I had one league that it just, like, there's, like, $100 on the line with Carrie there. So, just, like, thank <laughs> yeah. you for not 
or not. Yeah, it's a pretty big cog yeah. in that lineup. Did you guys at least have Condon? Or um, see, no, the thing was, this league was so big that someone scooped Condon before um, as, like, kind of a play whenever Carey's not in because, I mean, it, it, it looked it, – it's a good yeah, play once in a while. On. But uh, so by the time Carey went down, it was like, uh, I actually picked up Kari Ramo and um, – I mean, he's like you said, he is getting the wins, but yeah, it's when I'm losing save percentage and goals against because of it, it just kind of hurts a lot. So, you know, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad Kerry's uh, on his way back. Well, thanks, Kerry. Yeah, thank you, Kerry. So, obviously, uh, Condon's been one of the hottest uh, pickups in the NHL um, in the last week or so. So, we na- we gave you guys Barkoff, Huberdo, um, who'd you say, Paul Mary? Yeah, it's kind of a quick mention, but yeah, Paul Mary. Paul Mary. D, I forget who you talked about. My bad. Uh, Sam Bennett. Bennett. That's right. Ooh, Dougie yeah. Gilmore. So we'll give you guys each uh, one more quick waiver wire pickup um, for this week, and then we will hit you up with some beautiful fan-given Twitter questions. Yeah, we got some good ones today. The Twitter yeah. questions were great. I kind of forgot to tweet it out, and I tweeted it out about a half hour before we went on the show, and... I think we got about 13 or 14 questions in the span of 10 minutes, and unfortunately we were only able to pick three, but they are three quality, quality questions. So, Beebs, I'll let you start this time. Who is your second waiver wire pickup for this week? Okay, so um, I know, um, for those of you who don't know, me and D live together, so we actually talk quite a bit about hockey um, in our off time because we just kind of have to. And we were kind of talking this week about this guy. It's uh, Thomas Vanek. Um, He's uh he's one of those guys where like he he just he scores goals and he always has but he just didn't start off a little bit slower. Um he's owned in 67% of leagues and uh and he scored a couple absolute beauties the other night. Oh so my um, God, definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that like, like he scored one goal and it's like, "Oh, sweet." Like 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 me and D as I mentioned, we were watching Sports Center together and we were like, "Oh, that was an yeah. awesome goal." And then it's like, "All that right, sweet. Like Vanek might be back." And then like next thing you know, he just scores a goal that's twice as sick. So it was just like, "All right, well." Yeah, it was some pretty suspect defending on the play, but yeah. it was, uh, it was a Yeah, nice but um definitely uh keep an eye on Thomas Vanek if you're in uh, one of those smaller leagues where he's um he's still kicking around. He's going to get you a lot of those valuable things we call goals. So, uh, <laughs> so definitely uh, keep an eye on him. He was just moved up like permanently to the top line. He'll, yeah. play, he'll play there on Thursday. Him, uh, Grandland, so we'll see and how Palmer he does there. Up. Um, that he's yeah, he's pretty much a must start at yeah, this point. That slapper on the breakaway, oh my god, that is a thing of beauty. That was that sick. I love it. I love that. I remember I went to. Uh, it reminded me like it was the biggest case of deja vu. Like uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I went to a Minnesota Detroit Red Wings game, and Owen Nolan dropped the slapper. Um, <laughs> oh, no. On a shootout, yeah. Owen Nolan playing for, or, or was it you know, Owen uh, or is it Brian Ralston? One of the two. Either way, oh, it's Ralston. Ralston. Yeah, oh, it Ralston. was Brian Ralston. Ralston. And uh, Ralston loved it. Just he did like it blew my mind, shootouts, dude. And he would score. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it worked. It like, was the game was winner. The game I was at. So then, like seeing Vanek do it, it was like, yeah, wow. That was like just a huge flashback to my childhood, and I loved it. You remember that uh, Datsuk's one goal against Minnesota, where he like pulled the string on it and pulled it back or whatever. The Datsuk move, that's the, the that's first time he did it. Yeah, I was at that game. I don't even like the wings, but you were at that game. That's pretty cool. Awesome. I was never at that forgot. Game. <laughs> I was also at Sergey Fedorov's first game back in Detroit. Yeah, I was Ducks. at that game too. That probably worth mentioning with the recent Hall. Dude, I could. I got offered free tickets to go on, uh, to Tuesday's game, uh, and it was like Sergey Fedorov night in Detroit, and I had to turn it down because there was freaking twelve NHL games that night. So I was so busy. I was so mad that I that turned sucks. down, and like, they were like. 
sweet like fifth row uh fifth row seats from the glass like I was well like, now i'm just mad i wasn't in town to steal those yeah here, no so. yeah pansternity invited me god i was so rattled what's <laughs> up b but uh d we'll go to you now who uh who are you looking to pick up this week besides um well, I think we're we've gone mostly forward so far, so I guess I'll yeah, throw totally. one out there if you're looking for some help on the back end. Morgan Riley. Yeah, so drop Dennis Wyman, uh, pick up Morgan Riley. Yeah, honestly, uh, he's got 11 points in 15 games, leading the buds in scoring. <laughs> so, for whatever that's worth, <laughs> Yay, but he's playing Morgan 22 Riley. minutes a game, just under the most on the squad there too. And his underlying numbers are solid. He's got just over 50% Corsi rating, which is nothing to snark at on the Maple Absolutely Leafs. Absolutely not. It's a slightly positive relative Corsi to the rest of the squad. He's got a PDO kicking around 99, which is what you want to see. And he's usually playing against the other team's top lines too. So it's definitely a, definitely a notable performance for him so far in the season. I know Babcock's been impressed. He's been getting a lot of uh, good opportunities. And... Uh, the one thing that really helps his game, he just does such an effective job of exiting and entering the zones with control of the puck, as opposed to the guys who love the dump and chase and stuff like that. So it leads to more opportunities and scoring chances for your team and uh, assists for Riley so far. He's, I think he's got three and eight, three goals, eight assists so far in 15 games. So definitely a guy uh, highly touted coming into the league. Wouldn't be surprised to see him say it. Uh, I'm trying, say to, it. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to cap like some sort of points 40? from this year, but I, I was thinking like over 35 yeah. is pretty safe. Oh yeah, that's, I, I definitely agree that's safe. So I think he's probably worth an ad in most leagues. He's sitting at around 30% in Yahoo. I think it was like 30 Yeah, if you're in one of those leagues so. where you got a fourth D-man, he's kind of just like, whatever, take a stab at him. He's going to... Yeah, I can't believe success. that he's... Honestly, that he's that. Like his own percentage is that low. He was... Uh, I had yeah. him in... Uh, I wrote an article in my... Uh, draft kit that was kind of like outlining the top 10 breakout candidates this year and Dumba like led the list or sorry um, Riley led the list for defensemen followed by Dumba and uh, Dumba yeah. hasn't really done it but Riley's really looked good I, you know what he's one of he's gotten the opportunity someone has right? to right yeah like we always mentioned someone has to do something in every team like like teams just don't not score goals all year so mm-hmm. like it's yeah. a really weird uh, combo they got him playing with to Matt Hunwick who Solid defense. Literally has like zero yeah, points. Yeah. But yeah, he he lets Riley do his thing, right? Which is And uh huge. I I Riley's one of my favorite like DraftKings guys too, because he's reasonably cheap and he always he get you know, he gets a lot of shots, he he's always generating scoring chances, and it makes it a little more fun to watch Maple Leaf games when you take uh when you take Morgan Riley, then you can kind of just watch him do his thing. He's been yeah. great. I know uh I know Babcock's really enjoying his performance so far this year. I, yeah. I had no, he's got room to grow on the power play too. He's only only two of his eleven points. He's not so even playing on the power, power play. play. That's probable. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's on the second unit. Yeah, so. off and on though, like they, he's not he's not seeing like steady steady power play minutes, no. which is frustrating. Yeah, I does, mean, Gardner's be... been playing really well too. So yeah, Gardner's had a good. I mean, I was it was so funny. Um, speaking of Gardner, I was reading like, do you ever read uh, Elliot Friedman's like Thirty Thoughts or whatever? It was like this call. Yeah, oh, it's phenomenal. And uh, and, yeah, and one really of them good. today or the other day was about um, like advanced stats, and he's kind of like talking about how he hasn't jumped like fully on the advanced stats bandwagon yet. And he's like, and one of the reasons why was because I guess somebody sent him a link last year that like ranked Jake Gardner as like a better defenseman than um, Duncan Keith, and he was basically <laughs> yeah. like, dude, like I literally almost called the school board and just t- told him like disown math altogether like that's just absurd <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny to read that today i was dying 
But uh, a lot of that's just uh, it's not necessarily saying that they've outperformed them to that date. It's saying like, a lot of that type of analysis is kind of looking into what he would be doing given the same opportunities and stuff like that. No, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just funny to like ever call Jake Gardner a better defenseman than Duncan. Yeah, he's definitely gotten a pretty bad rap though um, early on in his career, and I think those high risk defensemen always do for whatever reason. They're not necessarily high risk, but they just have the puck more than the average D man, right? So. They're going to turn it over more. That's just how it works. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just like and he's you, also just you, not like you the remember greatest in his own end either. Yeah. Like he's like in his own. He's actually been getting a lot better. No, he is, no, he is improving. Like the, dude, there's so many young defensemen, and that, he's really good at getting out of yeah. his own end. Oh, too, he's which, a great puck mover. I mean, he's sure. almost more valuable at this point. No, so. he, uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, they need to just get out of their own end right now. Yeah. But apparently, they can beat Dallas twice. But um, weirdly enough, um, I also have a waiver wire pickup from Toronto, not named Michael Grabner. And yeah, we have two Toronto. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that you were going with Morgan Riley. I can't believe back-to-back Leafs. I would have went to D first and let B just kind of mix it up, and then yeah, me take it back to Leafs. But now we got to just so much Leafs love. I guess the Red Wings have been getting some on the show, so might as well get the Leafs some. Are you kidding? Dude, me? We just ripped apart like their... the Troy Red Wings podcast. Dude. Jeez, come on! We just ripped. <laughs> we just ripped apart Ablocator's contract for like ten minutes. Um, as yeah, we should have somehow. Yeah, I guess so. I think like it could have been like. Episode seven, Abdicator's no. contract, and we could have talked about it for sixty yeah, minutes. Sucks. You could have. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But anyways, now some Kadri somehow is only twenty two percent owned. I uh, even even if he was injured, I'd expect him to be owned more than twenty two percent. The guy's been yeah, the guy's loaded. been uh, you know a pretty solid player throughout his career. Like he's, I mean, he's obviously taken some hits from the media and stuff over the years, but um, he's. Honestly, I think by far Toronto's best player this year. If not his, if not their best, second best to Riley. Yeah, he's definitely looked it. Like Kadri, mm-hmm. I think him, Riley, and Gardner have been their top three so far this yeah. year, which is good to see. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what you want. And like the thing with Kadri, case okay, so like right now, Kadri ranks sixth in the NHL with sixty-three shots, which is tremendous. But he's but he only has awesome. one goal, so one goal in sixty-three shots. Obviously not good enough. Doesn't but, okay. translate to the greatest uh, shot percentage. No, so but it's, that's what I'm saying. So his career shooting percentage is 11.3, which if you have an 11.3 career like shooting percentage on 63 shots, that's seven goals. So like the, yeah. it's only a matter of time before these goals start coming in. I, he's always creating opportunities. Babcock seems to be impressed by him. He's he's really yeah, fighting what... for money. That like, you always want to own the guys in their contract years, right? Like it's always just that much more fire for the guys like they signed him to that one year prove it to me contract and so far yeah. he's done a really good job in, in in proving that he's worth the money so i mean it, it, he's available in you know 78 percent of leagues that's a guy that's a guy that should be picked up in a lot of leagues and yeah it's funny uh the difference like we're talking i was talking about gabrick earlier and how a lot of his struggles struggles to this point this year haven't necessarily been his fault or maybe can be kind of due to bad luck. And you could say the same thing for Kadri, but the difference is Babcock recognizes what's going on with Kadri and realizes how well he's playing, and he's not by any means uh, taking away any ice time from Well, Kadri. like, I'm just he's like, who is he going to give it center. to, though? Really? Yeah, really, at that point. <laughs> there's not a lot Bozak? of options behind him. <laughs> Bozak's not going to take number one. No, there's not, so. no. I but he has literally, like, I've wa- I don't know why I've watched so many Leaf games this year, but he's looked, uh, Kadri's looked good. Closet fan. He's looked good against the Wings, too. Like, the two games I was watching them play, I'm like, oh, God, Kadri's going to score. He's looked good all year, dude. Yeah, he's been really consistent um, as far as how he's been playing. Obviously, the production isn't quite there yet, but, yeah, I'm on I'm on board with you. Wouldn't be surprised to see it turn around sooner than yeah. later. I mean, I mean, 
His career his career numbers would suggest that he should have seven goals right now, which would make him probably a hundred percent owned. Like, so had yeah. he find the net, you know, six more times, he'd be a super hot commodity. But he hasn't. But it's only a matter of time uh, until he does. So yeah, Kadri's a guy. Um, I know I sent out a trade offer uh, in a couple of my leagues today to people with Kadri because I know I can get him for peanuts. Because yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, Unless they're listening yeah. now. Oh yeah, yes. I'm gonna hopefully <laughs> rip a trade right before uh, right before I release this in the morning. But. <laughs> Uh, it's funny you mentioned that I was literally on break, uh, uh, saying how like I just got two offers for Kadri today in my one league, and it's like, and they were just nothing offers. So, you know, yeah. would have liked a bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna but, hold on. Well, because yeah, see, you, you know, not the best time to. Yeah, be no, on. not at all. Good time to target. Exactly. Him, yeah, so. he's a buy low guy for sure, or pick up. I guess for because sure. he's only owned in 22 percent of leagues. Yeah, because he's so low. But for uh, sure. I'm just gonna rattle off a couple of other names here that. Um, maybe not aren't just like they might not be available in your league like a lot of leagues these own percentages are weird because there's a lot of leagues where there's like four eight teams or like whatever right that kind of skew the numbers a little yeah, bit really but does. I'm just gonna yeah the majority I would say probably the majority average to around 12 though so they're pretty honest for the most yeah part. it's man the, the Yahoo numbers are so much more legit than the NHL numbers like somebody we were, somebody or the ESPN sorry, oh, the sorry no I meant the ESPN yeah. um Somebody, somebody, we were talking about earlier. Like, I was just, I always just like look them up on ESPN because like the stats are a little more user friendly on there. But like, you were like, oh yeah, yeah, his own percentage is like thirty, and then I looked on ESPN, he was like ninety nine point eight percent out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it because I think I don't know how their whole algorithm is set up there, but I think it's geared more towards percentile, which it is. Yeah, it's different. It's different but it's just like it's hilarious yeah. how it could be but like they've changed they've changed it over in all their other sports and it just hasn't hasn't happened in it's hockey funny. yet like uh espn baseball and basketball all have the same thing where it's like a thousand percent accurate like this is how many leagues this guy's yeah. owned in and it's just for whatever reason not there yet so that's why we always refer to the yahoo owned percentage. yeah but anyways i'm just gonna rattle off kind of a couple names here that uh are likely available in your league just to keep an eye on them. I'm not going to rattle off all sorts of stats. We're not going to go off and talk about them for a while, but uh, Biebs, you kind of mentioned early, earlier, Kyle Palmieri. Uh, he's owned in 50% of leagues. He's been red hot. Uh, I I know I kind of joked around at the start of the year how he was like their big off-season addition. Somehow, some way, the Devils just don't stop winning. Like It, it blows my mind. Yep. Okay, actually, before I continue with these, if you have Corey Schneider, I would be absolutely 100% trading high on Corey yeah. Schneider right now, like oh, his wow. his his like splits are gonna stay roughly the same as what they are now. But these the wins they can't sustain this. I I just no. don't see unless that they're somehow a playoff team that we did not see coming. There's no way I, I can't I cannot no even think that's even humanly possible. Yeah, just no, looking at I, that team. I agree. Like if if you put up a seven game series right now against them against like almost any team in the NHL, I'm pretty sure I would take like any <laughs> team in the NHL. They got that goaltender. Yeah, the though, goaltender is all that really matters. But I just, I can't. I yeah. would just like right now. I would be trading high if I had Schneider. Like I'd be selling super high on him. Yeah, that's but fair. Anyways, that apparently worth a second round draft pick goaltender. But we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. I don't know. Some of the NHL yeah, trades just make no sense. But anyway, oh, sorry, first round pick. My no, bad. Sport, it was it was Bo- yeah. Bo- sorry, first round, Bo- but still yeah. not like. Or the I was thinking of Eddie Lack. Eddie Lack was a second round, but. Both yeah, ridiculous. Bo Horvat, yeah. I mean, I would still way rather have. I take Schneider, Schneider over Horvat all day. Anyways, here's another couple, couple other names. Uh, Martin Hansel, He he's obviously super injury injury prone, but he's been on an absolute tear this year. He's only assists. owned in 34 percent of leagues. Um, shockingly enough, Artemi Panarin. Actually, I always say Panarin, but apparently it's Panarin. 
but whatever. Um, Panarin, Panarin, 66% owned, which is shocking to me. Yeah, that's um, really low. Yeah, like he's he's the hottest, one of the hottest like rookies going right now. So if he's available in your league, scoop Panarin right away. Playing with Patrick Kane and Nisimov, that line's been on fire. Dylan Larkin, my boy, 53% owned. Um, Louis Erickson, only 46% owned. That, yep. that line's Proven been really scorer. hot. J- uh, Jason Zucker, 24% owned. Obviously, his own percentage didn't go up that much since we recommended him, so obviously not enough people listened to that episode. Uh, same team, Miko Koivu, uh, always been one of the better uh, playmakers in the NHL. He's only 41% owned. Always the guy who turns it on for the second half, yeah. too. And he's uh, he's just like he's not going to score you a lot of goals, but he's another guy. So those are some names um, to definitely keep an eye on. If You know what? Like, just pick him up. Don't even keep an eye on him. Just pick him up. Just do it right now. <laughs> but anyways, for Biebs' favorite part of the show, let's send it over to Biebsy Biebsy for Ooh. the Twitter questions. I wish I had like a little bird or something that could make a cool noise there. That'd be cool. Maybe I'll but have, anyways, maybe I'll have to put one in there. Just yeah, we <laughs> we do have those possibilities or those uh, those options. We have the technology. Yeah, we do. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll dig right into this one um, again. Thanks to everyone who sent us uh, sent us questions. As Brog mentioned earlier, you kind of forgot, and we put them up like half an hour before, and uh, and we got bombed out by them. It's kind of it was awesome. That's what we like to see. We even got a, a fantasy football one, yeah, which before, is kind of jokes. Before we jump into them, I just want to read this. This made me laugh so hard. I was going through kind of trying to find Twitter questions. And at Gerard Fig drops, do I start Carlos Williams at flex? Hearns is banged up, might not play. Evans, McFadden, take up other flex spots. I appreciate that question so much because oh, I, I, I was dying. I was just reading, trying to find good questions. And it was like, like 11 hockey questions, and I get to the top. And, and like, guy. that's a good question, but for fantasy I'm playing Hearns if he's Yeah, if he's 100% healthy. Hearns if he's playing. Because, well, Williams is plays tonight, right, against the Jets? Yeah, it's that's that's gonna be a cre- Yeah, and like yeah, McCoy's playing, I'd I'm pretty him. sure. So I'd be, uh, just, I'd be risking it with Hearns. But anyways, we'll get back to the, fa- we'll anyway, get back to the fantasy hockey questions. Thanks for I just, that. that gave me a thanks good for laugh. that laugh. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, we love that one because it, it definitely, <laughs> definitely stood out. Um, but uh, we'll we'll take a stab at our first one. This guy actually kind of sent us two questions, which was uh, we really do appreciate it. You were uh, earlier when we posted, we just kind of mentioned a small thing, and you were actually the only one who sent a question. So uh, Twitter question, and then MVP. you sent another one after, and they're both solid questions. So we kind of took your. F- our favorite of the two. Um, so this one's from at go 22 RD. So it's like ghost 22nd round kind of thing. I'm guessing that's kind of where we're going with it, but either way, um, his questions at the, at DFO podcast. Um, that's ours. Follow it. Uh, can you guys rank Silverberg and Nisimov Bodker for the rest of the season? Who has a chance of being the most productive? Thanks. So, um, I'll let, uh, I'll let you guys go off that one. Um, personally, I'm just going to say, I, I do not like Silverberg, but we'll go. Um, for me, that's a, definitely not Silverberg. Uh, I need some off for Bodker for sure. Bodker is, uh, Bodker is such a weird player. I like him a lot. I just, Arizona's still so hard to buy on for me. I think just the fact that Anisimov plays with Patrick Kane is enough to do it for me, yeah. but it's we- kind of a weird, like, it, this must just be like a league with just forwards because obviously we have, we're talking about a center and a winger. Um, Anisimov's not, like, totally, like, legit for me yet. Oh, man, that's a tough question. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bodger, actually. I totally just went against myself. <laughs> yeah, I think if, I, I think if, uh, you could guarantee me that Anisimov would stay on that second line with Kane for the rest of the season, I'd probably go with Anisimov. But as it stands, he's kind of been bounced around the last few games, and, uh, although Quenville has said that he likes when they play. Oh, that line so. is... 
like very good chance that that line stays together. The only reason I changed yeah. my the only I, I'm gonna go Bodkert. Yeah. The only I reason I changed my more, idea more was because I there. kind of reread the question as I was talking and I said and I, I saw rest of the season. So if I was gonna bet on one of them right now for the rest yeah, of the year, I think it's right now I think I might would I might take a shot at an Isamov first if I'm just trying to take a flyer on a guy. But if I'm like, I gotta pick this guy up, and this is gonna be like, yeah, these guys are also both uh, decent ads right now in Yahoo. I'm sure that's why the guy yeah. asked. They're probably available in his league. Silverberg, I mean, they're all, they're all under. Silverberg's like, obviously a guy that's gonna so. pick it up. Like he plays. Kessler's yeah, been terrible too. Like that whole line's got to pick it up. But I just, I would, I would be taking um, Bodker or Anisimov before Silverberg at this point. Yeah, same. Yep. Um. So um, I'm not gonna touch that one because I'm kind of down the same road as you guys. So uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go to the next question. And I personally like this one because they're addressing something that I was gonna address earlier in the show. But this one's from uh, at Run from the Wind. Um, great name. And uh, this is at DFO Podcast. And uh, of course at Daily Faceoff. Um, what to do with Chris Kunitz? Is he fantasy relevant when playing with when playing away from Crosby? Um. Can I personally? Uh, I'll personally take a little little stab at this, but Chris Kunitz is—he's uh, a guy who's on his way down. Um, he's has two goals this year. Um, he's totally struggling, and I just kind of want to stay as far away from that guy as you can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd quite be ready to yeah. drop him yet. Um, I was kind of looking at him for one of those candidates earlier on in the show, but I—he's I, not quite there yet to me. Uh, yeah, anyone in that organization, even when he's played with Crosby, right? Like Crosby struggled so far this year, so it's really tough to say. But uh, yeah, it's not looking good for Kunitz right now. I still see like, I still see it as a possibility for him turning it around this year. But it's, it's rough. They're hard questions to answer when you don't really know exactly who's available. Yeah, you need the context. But I mean, but, um, sure. I I don't think I would be like a hundred percent willing to drop him, depending on obviously how deep the league is and who's available. I'd definitely be considering it, um, especially for basically almost anybody that we named tonight. Because, but you have to think about the fact that the, the Penguins just really are not scoring right now, and yeah, they're slow when they do so start stuff. scoring, it's just gonna, it's gonna just all start with Crosby. Yeah. And if once Crosby gets going, there's a good chance that Kunitz could be on the wing. Like I know he's not right now, yeah. But when Crosby gets going, it might be because he's got Kunitz on the wing again, and they might find that old chemistry. Um, yeah, they really got to turn it on though, agreed. just because like we're getting on a podcast seven here, right? And we've gone seven podcasts yeah. saying they have to start, they have to start, I they know. have to start. We we saw Anaheim do it. I mean, Pittsburgh, it's your time. Some I tw- it'll happen, dude. They're honestly just no, too they good. Are too good. And like we've seen Anaheim kind of turn a corner recently. Like the thing with the thing with Pittsburgh that's weird is like they're struggling to score, but like they're not like the Ducks where they're not winning. Yeah, they're, they're, like, still, they're still winning, winning. games. Yeah. And, like, Marc-Andre Fleury has been absolutely phenomenal, which is obviously the main reason. Yeah, he has. I, I retweeted a photo today. It was kind of funny. Somebody's like, this has been uh, Tang's the story of Tang's season today. And it was just like a school bus crashed into a ditch, and on the side it said the struggle bus. <laughs> and that's basically been the case for Tang all year. Just can't seem to find his way. Yeah, I, I know. keep wanting I... to take him on DraftKings because I think he's going to be under-owned, and then every time I do, he shits the bed. But I know I grilled a friend of mine for trading him, like, straight up for Patrick Sharp. And uh, and I kind of got to apologize to him just because I, I, right now it's looking like it's an okay Yeah, trade, Patrick Sharp's an absolute stand Yeah, still. at the time it, I, I grilled him super hard saying defense are way more valuable than players. But uh, that was a very bad grill now that we're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to touch that. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I take it back, friend. Friend. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. But um, on to the third question. Um D, this guy's name's just going to get you way too excited, so I have to drop it. It's from at Leafomatic, um, so I think he's a Leaf fan. Um, and this is, <laughs> Maybe. 
Does that even mean? <laughs> he's like, I don't know, like he's a... Uh, Leafomatic. Automatic leaf. What's automatic about the leaf? Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's like a, a fanatic, right? So he's like a leafomatic, like 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 kind of like I don't know. Anyways, then it, why not boys, just like boys, boys, boys? We just let's we not dissect, address the name. We dissect these Twitter names. Yeah, I was gonna say I way <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's a great name. Regardless, thank you for the question, leafomatic. You made it on um, at DFO podcast. Um, pretty simple, but who wins the rookie scoring title with McDavid out? Um, Panarin. Brock's going Panarin. I'm going Jack Eichel. McDavid. He's going somehow back McDavid, to McDavid. So. Yeah, that's honestly. I don't have said to, with, I can still pick McDavid. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. With McDavid out, I. Uh, but I'm. Who do you think other than McDavid though? Because maybe he's looking to pick somebody up that's not named McDavid. Uh, Ehlers. Yeah. I think it's it's it. As much as I love Larkin, it's uh, it's a very clear three horse race in my opinion between uh, Panarin, yeah. Ehlers, and. Eichel. Yeah. After McDavid. Eichel, yeah, we said Eichel. Yeah, I was going to say, Eichel's really obvious. started to turn it on in the past week, too. We've watched him start to actually get in the assist column, too, which is kind of helping his uh, numbers overall, too. Yeah, well, I was I was feeling a couple questions, I think, two weeks ago, and it was like, do I drop Eichel? I was like, no. no. Like, yeah. would you drop McDavid? Like, no, not at all. And, yeah. and then, but I took some heat for it. People were like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's not really, like, ownable in, like, redraft 12-team leagues. I was like, come on, man. Like, the guy's got, like, six goals in, in like, you know, or five goals in ten games or whatever. Like, that's a phenomenal pace for a rookie. Like, he's yeah. got six goals right now. Like, we're talking about how Boone Jenner has been this amazing stud to start the season. He's got equals. Like, Eichel's not far behind. The kid literally, I watched them play on the weekend, and I was just like, man, the kid is so patient with the puck. Oh, he, like, t- he, he takes over, too. Oh, he's he does. He really does. He is so good. Mm-hmm. You you like, notice him, yeah. I know I was watching that game, too, because it was just the only game on or whatever, and I was at work, so I decided to watch it, the one against Vancouver. And yeah, he just Eichel awesome. was the best player on the ice, and I'm absolutely. not even being biased. He absolutely looked like yeah. he had two assists, and... The only reason he didn't have four is because the guys didn't even expect the puck on their stick. Yeah, that one pass to Molson. Absolutely amazing. So filthy. But yeah, Eichel, I think Eichel's like the, I mean, probably the clear choice. But uh, for me, Panarin, just because he plays with Kane. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He's filthy too. He sniped twice the other night. I was like, this kid is so nasty. Yeah, and we mentioned it earlier in the year. Like, this wasn't just some random kid coming from no. the OHL. It was a guy coming from the KHL who's played Who against talent. Yeah, and he's played against talent. So he's not, you yeah. know, he's not just anybody. I still think, uh, I still think in a, like fifty-five games or so, McDavid still. No, has a for chance. sure, he can definitely I, get up there. Yep. I think that like Panarin's gonna fall around like the fifty-five point mark. So I mean, if McDavid comes back anywhere close to what he was before he got hurt and plays fifty-five games, then McDavid can still score fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five yeah. points. Like he he's by far the the best of the class. But it all depends when he Most comes back. Most skilled for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just gonna matter when when he does come back. That's just and hopefully huge it's sooner rather than later for all my leagues. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about Le'Veon Bell last week though? How about that D'Angelo Williams? Woo. <laughs> guy had me like 34 yeah. points last week. My God. He's the Leon Dreisettle of the NFL <laughs> yeah. right now. I had him anyways. Put up boys, I just wanted to quickly talk about DraftKings. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of totally heat kind of on the on the whole DraftKings and FanDuel thing. Uh, recently, I know they're basically getting shut down in, in the state of New York, which kind of sucks. And who knows what's going to happen after that. It, it, in my personal opinion, I think that um, overall, I think these one-day leagues might end up beating the government just because... Like, there's so many people that love this one-day stuff, and they've got a lot of... Uh, they're doing a lot of hard work to keep themselves afloat. I was reading the other day that FanDuel just 
literally, I think three months ago or something, don't quote me on this, but just recently um, started renting out this like 41,000 square foot building in like downtown New York City and it's like $3 million a year like to rent this building to Jeez. run their operations. So they're not going to go out, uh, go down without a fight. Like they, uh, these, these, these companies make a lot of money, but they've also got a lot of money invested. So hopefully they stay afloat because that'd be bad for daily faceoff business if they go down. But honestly, it'd be bad for fantasy sports in general, but I, they aren't like, they, I'm pretty sure that they, they just want a piece, right? Like the, the, there's no taxes, obviously. Yeah. It's um, that really go towards it's the like, but you know, they, it's, uh, the part, the problem is that it it can't be like totally regulated because like they would take too much money and then it would hurt the it would like the companies would not make anywhere near as much as they are making right now which is just it would hurt. Well, I feel like they're probably making a ridiculous. Oh, money. dude, when I'd you rather, when you I, look I at when you know. look at like that million dollar maker every Sunday yeah. on DraftKings, it's like three hundred thousand people at twenty dollars a piece, and then they're giving away like six million, but like that one contest alone's bringing in like seven million. It's so like they're making like a yeah, million crazy. dollars off that one contest. But at the same time, you know, it's a lot of fun to play and it, it, it's a nice different aspect than the normal yeah. uh, standard redraft. And, and, and I know next year I've already, sorry, Beeps, go ahead. I'll let you uh, I was going to say, I know personally, like I used to play a lot of pro lines and like, no offense to pro line, like it's a great thing, but like now it's I terrible. Just, I can, I mean, I'm not trying to like chirp pro line on thing, but just like, you know, just in general, like now I can, now I can just sit OLG on my, uh, now I can just sit on my phone and kind of choose like my own lineup. I don't have to go like over under with their odds and, you know, go with their win. And it's not like a win loss game. It's now like a significant no, player game. Yeah. Well, I know even back in the day, I used to uh, stay away from pro line. And even if I was close to the OLG casino, uh, or sorry, not the OLG Casino. Uh, Caesars Windsor, Windsor. There, I'd play their odds because they're even better than Pro Lines, which like well, Pro Lines is just garbage. Thing. Yeah. So for for our American listeners or like Swedish or Finnish listeners, like in Canada, you have to play a three game parlay minimum to win any money. Yeah. On sports betting, and the odds are absolute trash. So OLGC, let us have our DraftKings. But speaking of DraftKings, <laughs> so. At the start of the year, I shouldn't have promised something that I guess I couldn't hold up my end of the bargain, but I was unaware of this. At the start of the year, I said that we were going to do a thing every single Saturday, and the winner of the league would get automatic entry into like a championship at the end of the year. Apparently, that's illegal. <laughs> so, DraftKings <laughs> told me that we can't do that. They looked into it. We can't do it. So, we, I'm sorry for our previous winners, one of which just happens to be yours truly, Dominated last week. Thank I can't believe Jake we Allen. stayed away from it for this long, but I can't either. Yeah, get over so yourself. Thank you, Jake Allen, for that forty-five save shutout, winning me fifty bucks. But so I guess we're just going to run a league every single week. There's going to be no championship at the end of the year. But I'm we'll still considering. End, yeah. um, I'm going to write down every. I'm going to keep track of all the winners, and I'm going to see if we can maybe do a DraftKings thing at the end of the year for some uh, for some swag to get some to win some uh, you know daily faceoff swag or nations network yeah, swag or something maybe a like draft that. kit or something for the next yeah draft year. yeah draft kit anything yeah so just uh, keep plugging away but the difference between this week's contest from last week's contest is DraftKings apparently they called me last week and they want to shake things up a little bit um, every couple weeks we're gonna like switch up the type of contest so this week um, it's gonna be a sixty person uh, contest. And it's going to be a 50-50 league. So it'll be same $5 entry, top 50% of people uh, double up their money. So we're just going to switch it up a bit. But still, the person with the person who finishes with the most points, uh, I'll keep track of all that stuff. And 
hopefully we'll be able to put put together some type of contest for the end of the season, even if it's just like maybe like a random draw or whatever for yeah free draft kit or swag. Or we'll give or you a shout out and of course some love. But anyways, yeah, you will get love and some love. <laughs> but yeah, not as much as Barkoff and Yager. But there'll be some <laughs> love. <be> love. <laughs> but anyways, boys, uh, it's been seven. It feels like. The- don't yeah. say heaven. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like we're in heaven. Oh, it's so funny because that's where I was going with. That's the only... Like, yeah. what other word rhymes with seven? Anyways, boys, yeah. it's been fun as always. 11. I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you love it, make sure to subscribe. If you really love it, tell your friends who hopefully will tell their friends. And if they don't tell their friends' friends, then... They're not doing it right. Yeah, we obviously got to pick yeah. up the pace. Um, to the guy who said that we say like too many times, hopefully we refrain from saying like that many times yeah, this week. I sorry. appreciate the feedback. That's going to that's gonna figure itself out as we go. Yeah, we are all still fairly new at this uh, podcasting thing. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to say like however many damn times I please. How about that? <laughs> well, it's hard to listen to. Nobody <laughs> likes to listen to some guy say like, 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 like the whole time. So, Was it that bad? I don't, I don't think it's that bad. We're figuring it, like, it out, yeah. One out of 1,700 people, he didn't like it. Stay with us. Stay with us, people. Stay with us. But anyways, we'll throw it off to the Blue Stones as always. We'll let them take it to the finish because I'm pretty sure yep. you guys like them more than us. So, and if you're interested in Stones, as always, they're on YouTube. They're on Spotify. Check, Check them, them out. out. Yep. Have a great one. Kill yeah, it in have, your leagues. Peace, guys. Have a good weekend. Good night. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.